This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. couple of quick updates for you to start things out, and then we'll get to a story we said we were going to do last night, but... You know, just doesn't always happen that we get to all our show prep. Uh, you heard about the Ron Paul money bomb. If you've listened to this show, you certainly heard about it. Uh, it happened on November 5th. The supporters for Ron Paul, the Republican presidential candidate, the anti-war Republican presidential candidate, the pro-freedom Republican presidential candidate, his money bomb, all of his supporters organizing themselves online, generated over $4.2 million dollars which was a record-setting amount. Uh, It's the most money raised on the Internet in a single day by any presidential candidate. And uh, it was just an amazing day in uh, in at least liberty-oriented, you know, the the liberty movement history. Never before has anyone in this movement, the liberty movement, ever raised such an uh, an incredible amount of money. It's so uh, in one day. So, of course, you know, good ideas tend to spread, right? You know, somebody somebody comes up with a good idea, and inevitably other people will borrow it. So that's what other candidates decided to do, or the supporters of other candidates, which is how the Ron Paul thing started. It wasn't an official campaign thing. It was just one guy. His name's Trevor. In fact, we're going to contact him tomorrow at the beginning of the show. Hopefully we'll have him on to talk about uh, the success of the money bomb and his upcoming Tea Party 07, tparty07.org. Dot com, one or the other. I'll take a look. Uh, anyway, he's going to do it again. The Ron Paul supporters are going to do it again next month on uh, the 16th. But we're going to have Trevor on. We'll talk to him about that. We'll also talk to him about the fact that he's the 500th mover for the Free State Project, just coincidentally, which is pretty cool. But I found it interesting, uh, the results of some of these other candidates' money bombs. Now, if they'd hit the big time, you'd think it would have made the news. We certainly would have heard something about it, right? Mm, that's because they didn't hit the big time. Nothing really happened. But I've got some numbers, and it's it's important to see what the numbers were like. I mean, how well did they do? There were uh, there was one for Fred Thompson, right. right? He's supposed to be a big thing. He's an actor and everything. You know, he's the he's supposed to be the true conservative. That's how they're trying to position him, at least. Did you say TeaPartyO7.com? TeaPartyO7.com. That's it. Okay, that is it. Good. Uh, so Fred Thompson was one of them. The other one is Obama, Barack Obama. There are some others, that, but they haven't happened yet. So I think there's one for Mitt Romney coming up in December. Sure, I remember Hillary's name being on this list, right? She might be one of them. I'm not sure about that. I know. I think Huckabee's going to be doing one as well. So it'll be interesting to see if anybody can even come close to the amount of money that the Ron Paul supporters raised. Of course, everybody knows Ron Paul doesn't have any supporters. There's just three guys on the Internet that are doing all of this. Oh, wait, no. You have to have real supporters in order to raise real money. So it's clear Ron Paul has the supporters. Where are all the supporters for Fred Thompson? Let me read you the details from LewRockwell.com. Their blog says, if Ron Paul can do it, we can too, right? So went the reasoning behind Fred's Giving Day, a copycat (laughs) money bomb initiative. Sounds like they have it in kindergarten or something. Giving Day. It took place on uh, the 21st, so two days ago. People were to pledge to donate $100 each, which was the same thing with the Ron Paul uh, campaign. As of the morning of the 21st, the initiative had garnered a grand total of 82 pledges. 
Okay. Two lessons from this. Number one, no one gets excited about a boring establishment hack who parrots safe GOP slogans. Two, since Ron Paul got tens of thousands of pledges and donations on his money bomb day, as opposed to Fred's 82, and since this lopsided grassroots fundraising victory over Thompson is even more pronounced than the usual Ron Paul Internet poll victory, might all those Ron Paul Internet poll victories might have been for real after all? Well, of course they were. Right. I mean, these these polls were, uh, you know, they were checked for IP addresses. You couldn't vote twice. You had to give your uh, email address, all kinds of things to uh, secure, to make sure that um, the polls weren't screwed with. As a matter of fact, after the first couple of um, Ron Paul wins, I'm sure that everybody who had a poll made sure that they got some kind of check. But Ron Paul keeps on winning. Now, point of clarification, that blog post was written the morning of November 21st. So there is a chance that all of a sudden, during the day uh, on the 21st, you know, a whole bunch of people turned out from, you know, out of nowhere, people that hadn't pledged, because I didn't pledge for the Ron Paul thing, mm-hmm. and I went ahead and uh, and gave at like 11.45 at night. So there is that chance that, you know, another 10,000 people just showed up a- out of nowhere and pledged for Fred Thompson. So I figured I'd go to the source, right? Makes you know, sense. I, no, there's no need to trust the LouRockwell.com blog. I figured I'd go as to trustworthy the, as it is. I figured I'd go to the source of Fred's Giving Day, which is Fred'sGivingDay.com, and you go there, and you would think that if they'd, you know, pulled in it at least something for a for a contribution, they'd be crowing it on their own website, wouldn't you? I mean, I'm pretty sure if you go to this November5th.com, it does tell you exactly how much money they raised and yeah. how much time. So let's see, uh, Fred, November, uh, fredsgivingday.com, looking here, their last blog update was on the 9th. Hmm, that's a full week and a half before <laughs> the actual Fred Giving Day. Not so good. Let's see, there's uh, one user that's uh, currently logged into Fred's Giving Day who apparently is the owner of Fred's Giving Day. I wonder how long they've been uh, logged on. Yeah. Weeks. Yeah, it looks like it bombed out completely. Looks like they didn't. I mean, I wonder how many of the 82 pledgers actually gave money. There's no way to even tell that. Yeah. So 82 people said, yeah, I'll give $100 to Fred Thompson. But we don't even know how much was given. We do know how much Barack Obama pulled in, though. Uh, According to, again, the Lou Rockwell blog, I think we reported on this earlier, but there's a little bit more information here. Uh, The blogger writes, I was reading about the efforts of a Barack Obama fan, Garish Manancia, who tried to mimic what Trevor Lyman did for the Ron Paul grassroots efforts. I had a laugh and wondered what this guy was smoking when I read this sentence. Asked whether he was inspired by Texas Congressman and Republican presidential candidate Ron Paul's supporters, who recently raised $4.2 million in 24 hours, Micaiah said, Not really. I think Ron Paul's people are inspired by what we're doing online. Wait a minute, dude. Your thing came after Ron Paul's success. You, you started yours after they started theirs. How is it that you can even think that in your head? Well, he doesn't. So whatever happened to this non-event, Barack's Friday, that's what they were calling it, 72 people managed to raise $4,650. Excellent. These guys from the Democratic Party are completely missing the obvious and are clueless about what the Ron Paul movement is about. It's an honest message of freedom and liberty from a humble and unassuming man. He's not a D.C. political hack, repeating whatever the consultants feed for public consumption. So two down. A handful more to go. Yeah, I'd like to know how, how many total there are out there. Which, how many more money bombs? Yes. There are? How many more people expect to, uh, we can expect to fizzle out? 
I've seen it. Uh, I, I've definitely seen Huckabee. I've definitely seen Romney. I haven't seen the Hillary thing, but you seem to think there is one. So for all I know, there is. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll keep you updated on the inevitable failure of these other political hack jobs and uh, continue to take your phone calls about whatever you want. If you make the call, 800-259-9231. It is a masterstroke of uh, uh, Obama to separate himself from the money bomb. Like this guy, Baruch Toresh or whatever his name is, um, he... He's the guy who set it up, not Obama and his people, right? So, so-called, right? Yes. So it's it's an independent thing, right? That way, it can't be blamed on the campaign, right? So when it, when it's successful, then the campaign gets credit for it. Like they were trying to to act as though Ron Paul had something to do with this when he didn't. Some of the news organizations were trying to act that way. And Ron Paul didn't even really know what was going on until it happened. Until yep. all that money came in. So, again, we'll keep you in the loop here. Also, uh, coming up, today is Black Friday. We'll, uh, we'll share with you the inevitable results, uh, the details on the insanity from this morning. If you were out and about, if you were out standing in the lines today waiting to get your hands on some goodie, I don't know, TV, Xbox, PlayStation 3. I guess PlayStation 3 was last year. What's hot this year? I don't even know. What is the, what's the hot toy this year? My understanding is PlayStation 3 is um, out like cheaper. So is it? Okay. some people are getting that. Because we know the Wii kicked butt last year. Yeah. No doubt about that. Uh, I, uh, I went to Walmart today. Did you? I did at 11 and? o'clock in the morning. And? Well, it was uh, the parking lot was full, and it was, you know, I had some a little trouble negotiating my cart around, but uh, pretty much all the good, obviously all the good bargains were, were gone at oh, that point. Oh, those are gone at 5 a.m. And the lady said that there were two fights. Um, really? One, one in the store in the store back at Electronics and one outside before the doors had opened at Wow. Yeah, usually the good stuff's gone before the doors even open. What they've started doing is handing out little tickets to the first people in line. That way mm. there are, are less fights. So you either have the ticket, you get the item, or you don't. Uh, more on the way. Makes you sense. can share your story, your Black Friday story. Whatever's on your mind goes. Also, we'll tell you about the law that is outlawing Internet harassment. You won't believe it. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our wiki and get interactive with over 1,450 pages created by listeners like you. Head to wiki.freetalklive.com to see what it's all about. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. Come. Sound money is under attack. The Liberty Dollar offices were raided by the FBI and Secret Service last week, and all of its precious metals, computers, and records were seized. Your help is urgently needed. Go to LibertyDollar.org and sign up for their updates and register for the class action lawsuit. Don't let the government steal your money and destroy the Liberty Dollar. Head over to LibertyDollar.org. As we go to the phones, because uh, your calls are what this show's about, let's talk to Mike in Illinois. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Oh, Mike on the amplifier line. Hello, Mike. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, a couple of days ago, I got an email from the Ron Paul campaign talking about how they're, you know, they're trying to raise $12 million for this quarter of this year. Mm-hmm. They're already over nine. Yeah, yeah that, that is true. And uh, they were saying, it, it talks about how they, they were hoping people wouldn't wait till you know, the last couple of weeks of December to send it uh, because they need to you know, spend it by the... They're hoping by the uh, New Hampshire uh, primary, because that's only going to be like three weeks after the next money bomb, I I got the impression that this email is aimed at uh, those who are like saving for the money bomb to send it, which will be on the 16th, only a couple weeks before the primary. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious as to 
you guys heard about that, what your thoughts are, because if, if that's true, if they need to, you know, get it well before that, I'm kind of inclined to send my money now versus wait for the money bomb. I, I hear you, and I've heard people say the same thing. I don't know what I think. I, I'm not... I, I think that the sooner the better in this um, particular instance, as far as pe- as far as the money bomb goes. But I don't know if you've made your commitment. You know how people are going to be about that. Well, there's no uh, there's no way to follow up on that commitment as far as the money bomb is concerned. If you're saying that uh, you had get, if you had committed to giving the money on December 16th, there's there's no way anybody can check on you. No, of course. So, yeah, I, I guess that's not the part I'm worried about. I, I I want I want the end goal is to get him the money so they can spend it um, versus you know, just wait to make the big splash, you know, in the media that he makes all this money because if he needs to spend it sooner than later, we should send it now versus wait. See what I'm saying? Well, um, you know, you should do what you feel is right, you know, in your heart, sir. And so if that's send it now, then send it now. If that's send half now and send half later, that's, you know, what you should do. Uh, I myself, I'm going to wait because I think that the media attention is, is something you just can't purchase. Uh, I understand that that the campaign needs money all the time, so you know if you can afford to do some now and do some later, you might want to do it that way as well. Uh, I think that the the free media that the campaign will get by knocking the old money bomb out of the water on the 16th will be something that uh, none of the money they raised could possibly have purchased for them. So I think there's some additional value to actually contributing on that particular day. But again, I can see it from both perspectives. Yeah, that's a very good point. Either either way, he'll be getting my money. So. There you go, yeah, Mike. maybe you should just do uh, half now, half later. That's a way to do it. Thanks for the yeah. call, dude. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, so here is the update, and we could talk Black Friday. And that, that can come up anytime tonight, but I want to make sure we get to this because we mentioned this story originally a couple nights ago. It came out of uh, the St. Louis area, Darda and Prairie, Missouri. City officials unanimously have passed a measure, uh, excuse me, Wednesday, making online harassment a crime. Mm. Days after learning that a 13-year-old girl killed herself last year after receiving cruel messages on the Internet. The AP reports that the six-member Board of Aldermen made Internet harassment a misdemeanor, punishable by up to a $500 fine and 90 days in jail. Mayor Pam Fogarty said the city had proposed the measure after learning about Megan Meyer's death. She says... It is our hope that by supporting one of our own in Darden Prairie that we can do our part to ensure this type of harassing behavior never happens again anywhere. After all, harassment is harassment, regardless of the mechanism or tool. Several dozen people broke into applause after the measure was passed. Authorities have said they could not find a crime to charge anyone with in the case of Meyer, who thought she'd met a good-looking 16-year-old boy on the social networking site MySpace last year, but he began sending her mean messages, and others joined in, her family said, then abruptly ended their friendship. Megan hanged herself within minutes of receiving the last messages on October 16, 2006, and died the next day. Mm. Her parents, Ron and Tina Meyer, learned about six weeks after Megan's death that the boy, Josh Evans, wasn't even real. The boy was created by a mother down the street who wanted to know what Megan was saying about her own daughter, who had had a falling out with Megan. Her father said... Supposedly. He, I mean, um, obviously, she, she wanted to do more than that. What, the mother? Yeah, she sent a bunch of mean messages, too. Well, I mean, that's certainly, not certainly. Finding out. Uh, Her father said he found a message from Josh, which he said law enforcement authorities have not been able to retrieve. It told the girl she was a bad person and the world would be better off without her, he has said. And is this really something that you want to criminalize? 
Is there somebody out there listening? I mean, apparently we're a bunch of people Here's clapping for this at the meeting. So I'd like to hear from someone that thinks that uh, Internet harassment, sending a mean email to someone, should be against the law. See, this is, this is um, a, an emotional response to a, a problem. And it, it is a problem. It's, it's sad what happened here. I, I certainly would say that this mother stepped way out of line. Uh, but let's, with, with ex post facto in play, she's not going to get charged with this. No, she won't. She can't be. Um, secondly, what if it had been a real boy that did this? Would he be liable under this? Likely. So, um, what if that real boy, instead of sending email or posting things on a forum on the internet, which this little girl had the choice of opening or not opening, Mm -hmm. um, what if he had sent letters, you know, regular snail mail? Well, post with a stamp I, I guess that wouldn't uh, that wouldn't violate the online harassment law, but I don't think there is. Any. Are there other? Uh, I mean, are there regular this mail isn't harassment, harassment laws? I mean, it's just it's just not harassment because I've had well, to deal with this. Let's I'm, see what they define harassment as, shall we? Before okay. we go on, uh, the four-page measure defines both harassment and cyber harassment, essentially uh, essentially making it illegal to engage in a pattern of conduct that would cause a reasonable person to suffer substantial emotional distress or for an adult to contact a child under 18 in a communication causing a reasonable parent to fear for the child's well-being. So, as long as you are suffering substantial emotional distress, you have been harassed by this definition in the law, which means anything, of right. course. It's so nebulous that this can mean absolutely anything. And you just don't have the right to not be offended in this world. Now, you know as well as I do, I had to deal with this same Apparently problem. Apparently you now do, Mark, in Darden Prairie, Missouri. It's not a right. Rights are things that you're born with, and they're inalienable. This is a law, and yeah. it's a crappy one. Um, and I've had to deal with just this. On, on our BBS, uh, we've had people that have posted things about me that I would, would have preferred not have been posted. Lots and lots of things, things sure. that weren't true, things that were libelous, all kinds of things. Have I gone and tried to get a law passed in order to stop this? Nope. Now, You've li- got better things to do. Libel's one thing when they, when somebody uh you know writes down a lie about you mm-hmm. uh, that per- perhaps will you know, bother your reputation or something like that that's you know it's a long standing law do I agree with it as a libertarian I don't know some parts of me do parts of me don't but um you know just saying mean things and a person hanging themselves she could have hung herself when the next boyfriend came along and uh, dumped her she could have hung herself if Should- her parents grounded her. Or something. I mean, who knows how fragile this girl was. 800-259-9231. There's a little more to this story. The family, they haven't gone far enough in their own words. They want more than this. They want well, to sure. expand out from here. This is just a starting point for them. And I want to know from you if you agree. Should Internet harassment be against the law? This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site completely free. So enjoy those on us, including archives and entire year's worth of the show on the house for free. Free Talk Live. 
com. And perhaps you might own a company that's struggling to collect money owed from past due accounts. Or maybe you know someone who does. Delinquent accounts are problematic, not only from the standpoint of diminished revenues, but businesses find themselves sidetracked by the arduous task of trying to collect on these accounts. Consequently, valuable time and resources are pulled away from principal operations. SACL CAI liberates businesses from inefficiencies and the vexing task of collections. SACL CAI. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. Uh, oh, one additional thing before we continue talking about the situation in Missouri, them outlawing the... Uh, outlawing internet harassment. Mm-hmm. I did find out that the Mike Huckabee money bomb thing has already happened. Oh, really? So it just the word didn't appear, or I didn't see the word yeah, when it, it was appeared. So minute that it didn't matter. Well, I'm looking at uh, the details here. It looks like they pulled in like ninety-five thousand. They were shooting for twenty million. By the way, ninety-five thousand. It, 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 it's not terrible. $95,000? That's nothing in comparison to what Ron Paul pulled in. Right, but it's Mike Huckabee, and he doesn't have a chance. Well, I mean, he's doing all right in the polls. I mean, if you look at the polling numbers, he's right there with Ron Paul, right? So he should have at least pulled a million dollars if he has anything going on. But uh, He doesn't. And what's interesting is looking at the, the little Mike Huckabee forum, is his supporters are saying things like, the power of prayer will keep them from outraising us. Looks like you apparently you either didn't have enough people praying for you, Mike, or prayer's just BS. Because the Ron Paul contributions on that same day were several times uh, more <laughs> than yeah. what they made. Anyway, uh, 800-259-9231. I don't think God's that interested in who's president. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, you know, I believe God's out there, and to some extent I believe in prayer, but I just don't think God, there's, there's no evidence uh, in, in, in our lifetimes that God cares who's president. Looks like uh, by uh, apparently by 6 o'clock that night, Huckabee had raised $10,000 and Ron Paul had raised $42,000. So I'm still sort of pulling the numbers in here, but nothing worth talking about with that guy either. So anyway, continuing the story uh, from Missouri, Darden Prairie, Missouri has apparently been the first city in America to pass a law outlawing harassment and cyber harassment, claiming that if a reasonable person is suffering substantial emotional distress as a result of a pattern of conduct from another individual, that person could be sentenced to up to 90 days in jail and $500 and a $500 fine, which, by the way, that fine goes to the government and it doesn't go to the person that was uh, allegedly offended. Uh, City Attorney John Young said constitutionally protected activity would be exempt. The measure would apply when one of the people communicating was in Darden Prairie. So, uh, so apparently they're going to try to get somebody. Uh, they may they're going to try to uh, charge people with crimes that don't even live in their town. Mark, isn't that interesting? Uh, how can they do that? I don't know. And he also says constitutionally protected activity would be exempt, which means that everyone's going to argue for the you know, First Amendment protection. And uh, at what point are they going to say, no, sorry, the First Amendment doesn't apply to your emails? That's what I'm curious about. I'm very curious to see how this will all shake out. But the family involved here, and again, this all started because a 13-year-old girl had someone lying to her on MySpace. She got very upset and allegedly hung herself over the deception and the harassment 
so that's why all this started. So her family was the one that was really pushing for this. Her family wanted justice. Well, you know, someone I, sent an email to my little girl and she killed herself. I, I I totally feel for this family and I understand where they're coming from. But one can't justice is not based on the emotions of the family injured. Justice is based on you know what's right and wrong, what's uh, you know what the laws are in a society, that kind of thing. And it's simply not right to charge this woman for this girl's death. She said some mean things. She said some horrible things. Mm-hmm. But I think that the, for better, for lack of a better word, the free market handled it very well. Um, she was outed on the internet. Everybody knows her name. There's been all kinds of news stories. Absolutely. She's likely going to have to move as a result of this. Probably her spouse has lost um, his job. He could choose to leave her based on this if he wanted to. Uh, you know, all kinds of things. Uh, yes, the ostracism has been very effective, but nonetheless, uh, the mom of this little girl wants more. During a break in the meeting, the mayor embraced Megan's mother with tears in her eyes. She oh, that's said smart she of the mayor. She was sorry that there had not been a law previously in place to prosecute Megan's harassers. Tina Meyer said she was thrilled that the city had passed the new measure, but she said, This is not a stopping point. We're not done. City officials also passed a resolution encouraging state and federal officials to outlaw cyber harassment and cyber, so-called cyber-stalking. A state lawmaker has questioned how state law could be altered without running afoul of that pesky First Amendment, you know, that freedom of speech thing. Uh, so they want to push this further. They want this to go nationwide. They want it to be illegal. We're going to call it Megan's Law. For no, people, they've already got that. Eh, Megan's second law. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they want it to be illegal for people to send mean messages on the internet, mm. and I think it's absolutely outrageous. The marketplace not only did the marketplace respond in that uh, they outed the people who did this and they embarrassed them publicly, but also the marketplace comes up with ways to protect yourself from unwanted things on the internet. I mean, there are filters as far as protecting your kids from unwanted images. There are also you know block buttons. If someone's sending you instant messages you don't want, you just block. Didn't if someone's spamming hear, you, you spam the, folder them. Didn't these parents hear about the dangers of MySpace on the news? I guess they weren't monitoring enough, were they? I guess they weren't. I mean, if their daughter was on MySpace, then... I, I, here's what I can't quite understand, is why there isn't a, a site that's not MySpace for MySpace people. It, would have, it wouldn't have prevented this or anything like that. But why isn't there a uh, kid's MySpace, a below-16 there MySpace? Must be. I'm sure there are. There are al- al- other alternative social networking sites. Mm-hmm. They probably have like a Jesus space or something for you know Christians only. I'm sure that stuff exists. You just have to seek it out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's never going to be as popular as something general market like, right. uh, like a MySpace. So this is where it's going, Mark. Goodbye, freedom of speech. Can you imagine? I mean, if if people actually find out about this law and start utilizing it and bringing cases, how clogged the court system is going to be? Somebody sent a, a, a mean email to my son, and it causes it's causing him substantial emotional distress. How do I prove that? I don't know. I just said so, and that should be good enough. I want you to punish that person with 90 days in jail for sending that email. Are you kidding me? Sending an email is going to get you 90 days in jail? I can't even believe this is happening. Well, first off, 90 days in jail um, seems like a lot for sending an email, but then when you think about the death of a girl, 90 days is nothing. So Yeah, um, but the girl wasn't murdered. Right, I understand, but it, it just goes to show that this, this isn't the same thing. 90 days in, in jail, which is uh, quite a bit, but then they have a, a, a possible $500 fine. $500 is crap. 
compared to this. I it just you know, I mean, as far as the injuries done, the only place that um that that these people can be punished is the marketplace. And it's the only thing that's right, as far as I'm concerned. Well, you're saying it's crap, but I mean, most people don't have $500 they can just pay out to the government because they sent an offensive email to Well, somebody. the government um, is the, the stupidest uh, organization to be getting this money in the first place. Absolutely. And I can tell you that the other side of this is that there have been cases. There was a case here in New Hampshire of somebody who sent a threatening email to a government official mm-hmm. who was charged with threatening a government official or something like that. Right. Now, it wasn't an overt threat necessarily, but they read it that way. It could have been interpreted as a threat, and I don't want to get into the details on that case. But nonetheless, we all know how finicky these government people can be. Now they have a law to where if you send an email that isn't even threatening, if you send a harassing email that's causing substantial emotional distress, then they can charge you with this crime. So maybe you don't like a city councilor, or maybe you don't like uh, you know, your state representative, and you send him an email just lambasting him for something that he did passing some new law or voting in a way that you didn't like. You just lambast him and call him all sorts of names, ad hominem attacks, you know, just being mean to the guy. Well, now he can file charges against you if he lives in Darden, uh, whatever this is, Darden, Prairie, Missouri. And this might come to a town near you. This might go nationwide if these people get what they want. Is this frightening to you? Is it just me? me? 800-259-9231. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Dave in Ohio and your call's coming up. Anything goes. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. So enjoy those on us. If you like the show, then you should go and shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. So just start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Buy all the stuff that you need for life, including whatever you need to buy for the upcoming holiday season. Gifts for you, gifts for everybody else. You can get them all at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Was your mattress likely manu- your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals? Does this bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists. Especially in the case of young children, Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. They have crib mattresses too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. You know, they have uh, these organic uh, pillows too that are made of the same stuff. Mm -hmm. And if you're worried about the chemicals or anything like that, you start with a pillow. It's a good idea. I've got the pillows. I like them. Man, I was think I was laying in uh, mine as either la- this morning or last night, thinking this bed is just awesome. Very good. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Another quick update. I told you I was still digging through the numbers on the Huckabee thing. Mm-hmm. We're talking about how every other candidate that tries the money bomb idea, the Ron Paul money bomb, where Ron Paul raised four point two million dollars in twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Every other candidate, totally sucking. Uh, Barack Obama raising like four thousand bucks. Fred Thompson, nobody can find any numbers on him. Mm-hmm. We saw that there were 82 people pledged to contribute. He's Ron, no fool. Ron mm-hmm. Paul had like 10,000 contributions. Uh, maybe, I think it was like 20,000 actually at the end of the day. So we don't even know how much Fred Thompson raised. Mike Huckabee, the numbers, in, is, it's, it's questionable. I, I see as, uh, as low as 95,000. The administrator at their little Huckabee forums claims it was 250,000. So the highest claim is a fraction 
right. of what Ron Paul supporters raised. And I 16th. love <laughs> I love the uh, the excuse that goes along with it here. This is from the admin over at MikeHuckabeeForum.com, which is just, from what I've seen, hilarious. Just filled with religious zealots mm-hmm. uh, that are just out of their minds. <laughs> and he says, besides all the trolls that are attacking us for our victory, because Ron Paul supporters are coming in there and just sort of stirring up the pot and really pissing these people off. Uh, our money bomb has been very successful. We have raised over $250,000. Yes, trolls, we know it isn't $4.5 million, but that doesn't matter. We do not need money to win because we have real supporters. Just check out the latest Fox poll. We have triple, triple, uh... Uh, yeah, we have triple the support as Ron Paul, and this is why we win. Ron Paul's money is no good due to the fact that he has very little support. We, on the other hand, might not be able to raise money, but have large amounts of support. What sort of a world are these people mm-hmm. living in? The fact that Cops you can raise side. money shows that you have support. Hello? Yeah. Let's go to the phones. Uh, talk to Dave in Ohio, listening on WAIS. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. Two things. First yes, off, just... If someone's harassing you on your friend on MySpace, just delete them from comment. Yep, yep. Your friend. Yep, exactly right. And second, you were talking last night, ever hearing the song on Easy Rider 2000 by Charlie Daniels? I have not, no. Uh, he t- he meets this girl in a bar, and his friend, goes, she goes after him, and romantically, and turns out he's a guy who drops him like a shot. Oh, you were referencing what Mark was talking about uh, the, the past couple of days, where he suggested that if a transvestite were to pick him up in a bar and he didn't know the difference, then later on uh, that transvestite might face a butt whipping. Yeah, that's what the song talks about. So are you endorsing that idea? or no. are... Just. Yes. Just a song. Just yes. a song? Or are you saying you do endorse the idea? I missed that. It's just a song. Okay. Thanks for the call, Dave. 800-259-9231. Apparently somebody's dealt with the situation. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, there's no need to, no need to rehash We don't need to bring it issue. back up. No, I'm just saying somebody out there must have had to deal with it at some point. Uh, so shoppers have uh, been out and about today. Mark, you hit Walmart, found out there were two fights earlier this morning. Well, I wouldn't call those facts. I would. You heard it from somebody that worked at the store, right? Right. Well, that's good enough. It's, it's good enough. been there all day. It's you good there, enough. There's certainly were, been some fights at some WalMarts across the nation. You were somewhere. there. You were there at 11 a.m. Whoever it was you were talking to was that was there at that time. They did not. They they claimed not to see it. It's just you know through the grapevine. Kind Got of it. Well, according to the AP, the nation's shoppers who have been hibernating in recent months because of worries about rising gas prices and falling home values jammed malls and stores for pre-dawn discounts on everything from televisions to toys on the official start of Christmas shopping. The aggressive tactics, bigger discounts, and expanded hours like midnight openings apparently worked. Based on early reports, Macy's, Toys R Us, KB Toys, and others that were noisy with discounts reported bigger crowds for the early morning bargains than a year ago. And electronic gadgets, particularly the hard-to-find Nintendo Wii, topped shoppers' wish list. So it does sound like the Wii is the hot item this uh, this Christmas season. I wouldn't doubt that at all. I've, I've heard that... Um, one of the selling points that you get, uh, you know, when you talk to people is that 
women like the Wii too. Mm-hmm. So you can play video games with your wife because I guess the Wii controller is just different. It, I, you know, I'm not saying that it intrinsically uh, appeals to women for for any reason. I don't know. I haven't done any science, but supposedly women enjoy playing the games more on that console than anything else, just because it's more interactive or something. Interesting. Well, I know that the Wii was certainly targeted towards moms to an extent in that it's more affordable than the other systems, so mom doesn't have to break the bank in order to. to not get much one more for affordable kids. now. Really? I mean, how much? Uh, you know, the the PS2 is four four hundred bucks. That's one hundred and fifty dollars more. Oh well, it is one hundred and fifty dollars more. But they dropped, from what I understand, backwards compatibility out of it. Um, Ew. So yeah, that's, that's what I hear, heard. I don't know that it's true. If uh, if you're thinking about a PS2, you need to look at the, look into that uh, for yourself. But I, somebody said that here on the air. And Nintendo has historically always had sort of more uh, younger targeted games as well. So definitely something that's sort of a mom friendly system. With the economy uh, relying heavily on the consumer, however, it's crucial that uh, the Black Friday euphoria lasts throughout the season, expected to be the weakest in five years. Tina Dillo, Mm. who was camped out at a Best Buy store at 3 a.m. in Cincinnati, said, I'm really looking for the bargains this year because I'm losing my job. Oh, great. You're going out buying Christmas presents and you're losing your job. I don't know. You know, if you have someone in your family that's having a tough time financially, are you someone who would expect a gift from that person? Well, why do people feel obligated to buy gifts for others when they're having children, a tough time? Though? I mean, when you're talking about a, you've got a six-year-old who expects Santa to deliver something, and then, you know, Santa's putting food on the table tonight. Okay, how about that? That should be good enough. Yeah, I, I just, I don't Besides, think I wouldn't lie to my kids about some mythological, mythological creature. Eh, people lie. To you. you lie to your kids about all kinds of things. Why not? Well, if your children have expectations like that, you're the one who created them, and that's your fault. You should deal with it. You don't. I don't think that you should be extending yourself financially if you don't have the finances to back it. I up. understand what you're saying, and I it, it's difficult to disagree with what you're saying. But I also can see a, a, the point of view of a person who's, you know, chooses to go out and spend a little bit of money on some some gifts for their yeah, kid. I mean, go to the dollar store. There's some good gifts there. Yeah, there's some toys there, and and uh, that way you can say, you know, Santa brought some stuff. Um, sure. You know, there's ways to do it on a budget. Santa. Santa's facing a recession here, so. Yeah. You, there's ways to shop on a budget. You don't have to be camped out at the Best Buy at 3 a.m. to get a deal on a laptop like this lady after she just well, lost her You know her what job. those laptops were going at? 300 bucks? Yeah, they were $300 laptops. You act, Mark, I understand that you're doing well financially. You act like $300 is no big deal for people. If you've got a bunch of credit card debt and you're losing your job, I mean, I'm presuming she has credit card debt because a lot of Americans do. She's losing her job and she's going shopping, uh, you know, for laptops. Just doesn't seem like a sensible thing to do unless you absolutely need that laptop for something, in which case, okay, well, well you've got to have what you've got to have. Certainly, um, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to agree with you on this. I, I, don't, I, I can see that a $300 laptop is a, is a tremendous bargain. It sure is. I agree. But um, and, unless you need it for some kind of business purpose or something like that. Then. Right. Bargains are fun if you can afford them. Uh, Louise Jackson of Chesapeake, Virginia, arrived at the MacArthur Center in Norfolk, Virginia at 7.30, a half an hour before it opened. Well, that's not early enough. You've got to get there several hours before uh, before places open in order to really get in the deals. She says, we're just browsing to see what's out there to see if anything would be worth it. By 9.30, she hadn't bought anything, although she did place a pair of pants for herself on hold at Nordstrom's. Her only shopping strategy was to keep an eye out for good deals. The chairman of America's research group says the tougher economic conditions are driving more shoppers to take advantage of early bird specials. Chief analyst at uh, NPD Group agreed, but noted shoppers were buying selectively. Overall, the biggest draws were consumer electronics. 
electronics. And those are the ones that are really promoted, including flat-screen TVs, digital cameras, digital frames, and laptops. In toys which have been battered by recalls of the lead-tainted Chinese toys, there were plenty of hits, including video games. That's technically an electronic, not really a toy. Video Such games? As, yeah, Activision's Guitar Hero 3, toys related to... That's almost a toy. Walt Disney's Hannah Montana and Smart Cycle from Mattel's Fisher-Price. So there's a couple of hot ones for you. The Hannah Montana thing. I, I saw I kids bike for $30 at Walmart today. That's cheap. I don't have any kids. So be, you, you will. Know, be, yeah, but it's gonna, $30 is going to be worth uh, significantly less when uh, my kid's six. And I also saw one of the TVs like you used to have mm-hmm. for $700. Oh, yeah. Projection sets. Those are going to be is that blown what out that is? the door. Sure. 3,000 people were standing outside of Macy's, apparently, at 5 a.m. this morning, forcing the store to open a half an hour earlier than they'd expected. Uh, more on the way. You can take control of the airwaves if you want to share your Black Friday story with us. Did you go out shopping? What was your experience like today? Hour two's coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. <laughs> Talk Live. It is your show. We're launching into hour number two of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. Single CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features there are for free, so enjoy them on us, freetalklive.com. We were talking Black Friday. We can keep talking about that. If you want to share a story, perhaps you work in retail and uh, you experience something interesting today, perhaps a, uh, a fight breaking out or an angry customer or maybe you had a really glowing experience and you want to share your story, always find uh, retail retail stories from both sides uh, of the counter interesting from uh, you know behind the scenes and also from the customer's perspective you know what was it like out there waiting in the lines were people respectful were people nice were people crazy uh, there's all kinds of different things to experience on a day like this when a significant percentage of the American public is waiting in lines and hitting the shopping malls and the shopping centers and the WalMarts of America to try to uh, to try to get a great deal it's an interesting day so uh, we can come back to that one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one in the meantime we go to the phone and talk to John in New Jersey. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I have a. I actually have a, a story about uh, Black Friday. Certainly. Today I was at the uh, mall up early in the uh, at the store, and I saw a fight break out between a woman and a man. What was it over? Um, well, this lady took off this this uh, police jacket off the rack. And the man grabbed it at the exact same time. He says, oh, no, you're not taking this. I was standing right next to them, too, because I was browsing the same section. Mm-hmm. And so the lady just turns and, sit and starts swearing. And the guy's swearing at her. And then just out of nowhere, I mean, this is the weirdest thing I, I've ever seen. She just, just like, lunges. Just, <laughs> just, oh, my gosh. Just punches him right in the face. Now, wait. Were they still, did they still have both hands on the jacket, or had he pulled the jacket from her at that no, point? No, he never let go. They were kind of like a tug-of-war. Struggling. He punches I him in the face, out of the blue, and the guy just, then the guy suddenly just lets go. And he lets go, and the, the store clerk comes over, and they're trying to like break it up. Right. And they, they both back up, and immediately afterwards, you know, they seem cooled off. 
And then suddenly the lady just lunges and just <laughs> just grabs his, you know, just grabs his ball. Wow, that's amazing! Thanks for the call and the story. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Things can really just get out of control when people get heated over uh, over a good deal. Uh, let's continue. Talk to Paula in Florida. Paula, did you hit the stores today? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I was busy doing things around here. I had to clean out my one of my freezers. I'm making some grape jelly. How many uh, freezers do you have? Huh? How many freezers do you have? Two. Two. What do you go. What do you keep in there? Bodies Veggies and food. Okay, okay, that's Lots good. Lots of people have more than one freezer. I guess, that's cool. They have the chest-style freezers with the doors no, on the top. upright. Upright, okay, okay. Yeah. Very cool. But anyway, um, this thing with uh, Condoleezza Rice they had today, has anybody heard anything about this? I don't know anything about this. What are you talking about? Okay, Olmert and, and Abbas are here. And Names I've never heard of. Who are these people? Abbas is the head of the Palestinians, okay, and Olmert is, is head of Israel. Okay. Okay. And they're supposed to be having a meeting with Condoleezza Rice today. All right. And? And I called my cousin Jim, and I said, well, you know, I said, maybe you need to get a hold of her. I said, uh, you have as much right to say something as anybody else does. And uh, so he said he was going to try to get in touch with her. I, I did, too. But anyway. Um, and the purpose of doing this is what now? What are you hoping well, to Well, the purpose achieve? that they're trying to, you know, bring about, you know, stopping all the fighting. I had gotten a message to Voss not too long ago. And... Um, I got a message to him, and uh, anyway, I just uh, I was very concerned because I don't think they're really going to pay much attention to Condoleezza Rice anyway. But don't they have they, to keep on fighting uh, for the end times to come, Paula? No, I'm going to tell you something that y'all don't understand. We're not in tribulation, okay? This happened back in Rome. We are repeating history, is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We have never learned from history, and this is just craziness that's going on right now. But anyway, um, yeah, the thing is, is that. Uh, this thing's got to stop us. Wait, now how do you stop? Okay, now now look, I'm not a Bible person. I uh, I'm an atheist. Okay, but uh, but I understand that this whole end times thing is supposed to happen at some point. But now you're saying that their history is repeating. Well, see, a lot of the history was not you know not really told correctly. And uh, so wait I've a minute, wait wait wait, hold on. Now, I just want to understand, Paula. Now, hold on um, a second. Just want to understand if rep- if history is repeating. Does that mean the end times will ever happen? And if so, well, what will it take for history to stop repeating and go to the end times portion? It's when people wake up and start realizing that we're all God's children here. Matter of fact, I mean, we're all family, America, Britain, Ireland, Scotland, Germany, France, all the Nordic countries, and Spain. We're all one family. And the thing is, all this has got to stop. So people I mean, will have to realize... Well, so hold on. Let me follow me follow you here. You're saying people will have to realize they're all part of the same family and then the world will end? Well, the thing is, we've got to learn to care about each other, help each other, instead of this war fighting all the time. But then I, I would agree with you on that. I, I mean, I'm just trying I mean, to figure I out mean, the, the end times. But wait, how does that? How is that caring about somebody if you're going to have the whole world come to an end, Paula? I mean, people are going to die. Maybe we won't bring it to an end, okay? If Hopefully. we can stop all this craziness. All right, very good. Thanks and for I the mean, call. Eight hundred. Thank you, Paula. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I'm all for stopping the craziness. I didn't know there was a way to defuse this bo- this uh, end time the end bomb. time thing. I'm, it's it's a good thing Paula called. Paula, she knows everything. I really. Uh, That's why I asked her. There you go. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So yeah, 
What do you say? I mean, the the whole end times <laughs> thing, it, it's it's just confusing to me. And and everybody's got a different perspective. All, every religion has a different interpretation. And apparently every individual, like Paula, has a different interpretation of what it all means. I mean, somebody was standing out on the street corner the other day. So they were pretty darn sure that the world was going to end a couple months ago. You're right. That, yeah, it was the other day, meaning uh, she was she was out there a couple of months ago. And yeah. Then, uh, but. You know, now she's not oddly not out there Where'd with her she go? anymore. Yeah, maybe her world ended. Maybe her universe ended. I don't know. Very bizarre, I, I don't, bizarre I don't stuff. Either. Very confusing to me. But uh, so we can talk about anything. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Just a few more thoughts on uh, Black Friday from the Associated Press. Looks like early numbers are showing some success. Um, Retailers are saying that foot traffic is up. Target Corporation spokeswoman Lena Mashad said traffic was strong based on a spot check of stores. Uh, Sears reporting that traffic has increased from a year ago. So that's good news. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, again, the question is, will buyers continue to spend at the rate that they're spending? Will they continue to come into the stores for the remainder of the holiday season? Because there have been some years when Black Friday has been very, very good, but then the rest of the holiday season has been lackluster, and that's not good for the you know for the retailers. Of course, if people are feeling uh, feeling the pinch, if people are feeling like the economy's bad, if they are feeling like they need to save their money, then that's not going to be good for the retailers either. If mm. they stay home and they don't buy stuff, that's an issue as well. I don't care what happens personally. I mean, I just find it interesting to watch. In fact, I would recommend people stay home and shop at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. In fact, Cyber Monday is coming up shortly here, and that's a whole other factor because the online retailers are going to be doing their uh, their little version of Black Friday. They're running free sh- uh, free shipping deals and you know other things to draw you into Amazon their online Amazon had some stores. amazing stuff. You could uh, really? vote, you could vote on some deals and then get them you as could a result. Vote? Yeah, well, you would vote by essentially getting the deal what does that what does that do uh, uh, you know the the i don't know you would get you'd say which deals you wanted and then uh, presumably you would have three or three votes out of the 12 or something like that huh. so you could pick uh three of these 12 or something like interesting that. yeah it was, it was pretty cool but that was on i don't know whether it's uh tonight but that was on thursday thanksgiving so who knows, you know, what will be going on here uh, online on the various different retailers, but check around. You know, I, I don't mind. Shop around, but, but don't, don't buy anything this holiday season until you do a price check on your item at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. There's a good chance it's going to be cheaper there. And also a real good chance you're going to get something like free Super Saver shipping, and who knows what other deals are going to be happening. If you've been out and about in the stores, maybe uh, working on the retail side, maybe in the stores as a customer, standing out in the lines this morning at 5 a.m., if you're still awake, uh, that is, after your shopping day, we'd love to hear your story at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Black Friday, of course, we didn't really describe what Black Friday is. They call it that because today's supposedly the day that the retailers make it into the black. So allegedly they run in the red for the entire year, and just now, today, is when they supposedly make it into the black. Seems like a bad way to run a business. You're I don't know. They don't run on that big of a margin. Um, That's true. Anyway, uh, 1-800-259-9231. We could talk about that or whatever's on your mind. Other news, Girls Gone Wild founder is alleging torture. In jail. We'll talk about that. This is Free Talk Live.
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site for free. Get signed up for the updates. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. Get on the list at updates.freetalklive.com. Updates.freetalklive.com. American Consumer News is an online magazine which will provide you with a steady stream of money-saving tips to help you get closer to financial freedom. The magazine discusses such topics as investing, real estate, frugality, debt reduction, and much, much more. That's AmericanConsumerNews.com. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. We go right into the phone calls to talk to Jeremy in Montana. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, guys. Hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving and got so fat you couldn't move yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it Thank was you. a good one. We uh, we enjoyed our day with our friends here in New Hampshire. Uh, Jeremy, you're listening on KGEZ. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, well, um, I, I was thinking about this Black Friday thing, and it's uh, all about, you know, Macy's or Walmart and all these large corporations. I mean... Who cares how many millions of dollars of profit they made today and how many billions and trillions and all that? And I want to encourage people to start using their, you know, local mom and pop, you know, outdoor gear stores and stuff like that and support their community, even if it costs a little extra money, you know, to support the people there. And uh, as well as, you know, like you guys and the people that you like to listen to and talk with and stuff like that, and just well, forget about it. I mean, all, all of that Black Friday stuff, it's all about, you know, how good Walmart does or how good Macy's. I mean, who cares? I mean, them people can sink far as I'm concerned. I mean, cause Well, now, good. Jeremy, I understand where you're coming from. I mean, it's certainly, if, uh, if the service is better and if I'm getting... You know, if I'm getting, if I feel like I'm getting something tangible for the extra money, I'll certainly spend money at a local store. But you know, the fact is, if you need to go and get a widescreen television set, there just aren't very many local stores that you can do that at. So, um, you know, Black Friday from the um, from the retail side certainly is about the money that they make, but it's also from the consumer side about the money that that can be saved on uh, on a major purchase like uh, like a widescreen TV. I know Walmart was selling one for less than eight hundred bucks. Which was uh, a that's it was true, a, but the, even electronics, you know, even some of your franchise electronics are actually owned by local people, and if you can find out, you know, the ones to go to, and I'd rather support that guy than go, you know, than save fifty bucks at Walmart. To well, now here's a situation. I mean, if it, if it's twenty bucks, if it's ten bucks, that's one thing. But if we're talking about like a high end piece of uh, electronic equipment, and I guess consumer level isn't necessarily high end, but you know, eight hundred dollars is a lot of money for someone to spend on a television set. If you go in and you're looking at uh, a new plasma TV or uh, or LCD TV set or something like that, and it costs eight hundred dollars at Walmart or Circuit City versus you go to the local home theater store and some some areas have these most areas you know certainly smaller areas don't necessarily but even in here in little keen there's one uh there is a home theater store or two here Mm -hmm. so you could go there they're certainly not going to have it in stock you'll have to special order it and if they are going to charge you eleven hundred dollars for that same set that you could have spent eight hundred dollars for in my opinion you're crazy to buy it at the uh, the home theater store you got a point there i mean if you're going to save a bunch of money by going there, then, you know, that's okay. But, I mean, as much as you can is all as I'm saying. I mean, Yeah, I think you get you get better service at, at the smaller like stores. That. I mean, if you're going to save four or 500 bucks by going to Circuit City or what have you, then I can definitely see that. But uh, I sent you guys some more listeners. Oh, so, how'd you do that? 
Uh, just uh, yesterday visiting with friends and stuff like that, so I hope they start to tune in. and Excellent. To... Word of mouth is the best advertising. And, Jeremy, thanks for the call. 1-800-259-9231. You know, the, the thing with buying from local stores, again, if it's worth doing... Sure. There's no no harm in doing that. I like doing it. I, at, I like at all. to be able to. You, you get to see the same people over and over again. You build relationships inside your community. That's that's a good thing. But there's a reason why stores like Walmart and Best Buy and these other retailers have been so successful. It's because they manage to you know they manage to pull these products in at such a bulk rate, and uh, you know they just get such good deals in bulk on these uh, these big high ticket items. That it's really just crazy to go anywhere else. I mean, if you're go- if you're going to save things. if you're going to save two hundred dollars, that's two hundred dollars you could be spending on food for your family, or two hundred dollars you could spend at a local store buying something from uh, you know a mom and pop. So you should buy things where you feel you're going to get the best value for your money. Whether that means you're just getting the best price, or you're getting a you know a combination of service and value, whatever it is that you, if, however it is you feel you're getting the best deal, that's where you should spend your money. In some cases, service is very very important. Like I like to use the example of buying a bicycle. I bought one at Walmart. It wasn't put together very well. Returned it, got another one. That one wasn't put together very well. Returned that, got my money back, and went to the bike store and paid twice as much. But I haven't had any problems and i know that if i did i could take it in there and that guy that old gentleman that sold me that bike he would get down and fix it himself i mean he's handy he's friendly yep uh he knows bikes he knows who i am the cashier at uh, walmart can't fix bikes right so in that case it was worth the extra money and did i make a mistake by going to walmart first i don't know you didn't make a mistake because they have a return policy exactly and of course, that's another thing that sets the uh, the big stores apart from mom and pops. In many cases, well, the, is a the much more sto- friendly big, return policy. The big stores have uh, you know used their muscle to cause mom and pop to have to um, honor people's returns. In a lot of cases, it used to be really? yeah, it used to be there'd be signs you know all sales are final and things <laughs> like that. And and now with the return policies at the big box stores, the way they are, people are able to return products that they for whatever reason, don't want. People abuse these return uh, policies, too. Sometimes somebody will uh, need something for a very short period of time, buy it, use it, and return it. So if it's something that you don't really need service on, if it's just a you know a consumable product or a uh, or it's just something mass market like a toaster, go to the big box stores and get them there. You're gonna get a cheaper deal. I challenge you to find a toaster at a mom and pop store. Yeah, exactly. A lot of these things are just you're maybe, not available. Maybe at one of those uh, high end gourmet stores in the um, in the mall or okay. something like that. Then you're that. gonna pay way too much. Then you're gonna find a toaster that does some amazing crap, but you know. You yeah. don't need it. <laughs> uh, so, you know, go where the best deals are. And, of course, a lot of them are at Amazon.freetalklive.com, obviously. But you need to take in different factors in. Just because it's local doesn't mean it's good, okay? That's one thing that I think people confuse. It, you can get awful service at a mom-and-pop store just like you can get awful service at Walmart. It's, well, if you take this whole local idea and you, and you play it out, it, it gets to be absurd. For instance, um, you know, if, if you go to a local car dealer to buy your cars, where did they buy their cars from? <laughs> well, they bought them from Japan. likely Japan yeah. or something like that. Mexico. Should they have bought? Should all local car dealers? Should you buy from local car dealers that didn't buy from? Do you have to buy a car that is manufactured as close as possible to where you right. are? Yeah, it's um, silly. Therefore, if that's so, then can I open the uh, Keen, uh, you know, auto manufacturing company, and we right. put out cars that are two hundred thousand dollars a piece? But right. and if what, you're a good person that's going to go to heaven, you have to buy one of those. Well, yeah. And at what point should you stop buying local? Like. 
if you go to the grocery store and you look at the cheese section, now we live in New Hampshire, there's some Vermont cheese, and then there's some cheese that was made in New York. Is it better for me to buy the Vermont cheese because they're closer to me, or is it only okay for me to buy locally here in Keene, New Hampshire? But Keene, New Hampshire is closer to Vermont than it is to uh, Manchester. That's a good point. Yeah, so it's crazy. So it, where do you, you know, what do you do? Yeah, well, how do you make these decisions? Where are the lines drawn? I don't want my money going um, to high-tech uh, Vermont. Right. Is so, it better for me to buy locally in that I should shop at the store in the center of Keene, which is closer to me, or shop in the outskirts of Keene, a little bit further away? Is it better to shop closer? I mean, it, what is? it's really kind of crazy, that idea. Shop based on value, price, service, and the things that are important to you. More on the way. Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up what you want toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where the features are for free. Live streams included, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version as well. Both there for you at freetalklive.com. The New Hampshire Liberty Forum has a proud history of supporting true hard currency. At the first forum, Dr. Ron Paul called for the restoration of constitutional gold and silver. This January, Bernard von Nothaus, the monetary architect of the Liberty Dollar, will be a distinguished speaker. Register now at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. And use the code 2008FTL, all one word. 2008 FTL to save 10% on the Liberty Forum. We're looking forward to it, hoping to see you there talking about shopping, just in general, but also, of course, Black Friday, which brought all this about. Today is Black Friday, that day, that mythical day when uh, retailers across the country allegedly finally make it into the black. Uh, I saw it. I was looking at some other articles about it here during the break, and I think an estimated 133 million Americans were expected to be out and about shopping today. So just an, it's just an amazing day in the in the world of retail sales, and would love to hear your perspective. Are you somebody who has worked in retail or currently is working in retail? And you, do you have a Black Friday story for us? Or perhaps maybe you're one of the uh, the people out shopping today. Maybe you've encountered some interesting situations as you've been out and about. You can share those with us. Or get this, Mark. Maybe you're one of the anti-consumer people. Maybe you're one of the people celebrating. Buy Nothing Day. See, the uh, the activists have been busy today as well, trying to convince people apparently to not shop. We'll we'll explore that here in a moment, but we go to the phones first uh, to Kate in New Hampshire. Kate, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Line. Hello there. Hello. Um, how come I did not do any shopping today because I work in retail. I work <laughs> for a small New Hampshire-based family business, mm-hmm. and because we are not in a mall, our number sales numbers aren't reported. Most mall leases require that your daily sales are submitted to the um, leasing office. Really? So they can track yes, because in a lot of mall leases, they pay a percentage of those numbers as part of their rent. Wow, I had no idea about that. Interesting. Yes, so a lot of the numbers for the big chains come up because that information is gathered daily. Mm-hmm. Um, and where, since I work in a freestanding location that the owners of the business have purchased, those numbers aren't reported to anybody, and we are up for the day and the month over last year by quite a bit. Wow, so other, uh, so significant increase. Uh-huh, because we 
are very customer service oriented. So one of the things that about small family businesses, and everyone says, oh, you should buy local. Well, the big chains keep us on our toes in terms of quality of merchandise, pricing, and um, customer service. Mm-hmm. They make us work harder. And our customers appreciate it. So that's a good. Th- so you're saying, from the perspective of a mom and pop, you're not somebody who uh, you're not one of the mom and pops that sits there and whines about the big chains coming into town. You can actually see that it's had a positive effect on your business. We go out of our way to do to not do what they do and do things differently. Yeah, and you know that's how you're going to compete against uh, the big box mm-hmm. stores because they're hiring uh, people that are transient they're, they're they're you know looking for a job part time or they're looking for a job be you know in the summer between schooling times and all that stuff they're they're not looking largely they're not hiring people that are looking for careers in there as you know some people are want to be managers and that kind of thing but their customer service just isn't going to be the same as somebody who comes in day in day out works in the same store has a smaller amount of products really understands these things now here's and, what I'm curious and, and our our store our industry in general because I work in the jewelry industry, Mm -hmm. is your mom and pops are going to have the people who've chosen it as a career who have extensive education and background knowledge that's not just provided by the employer. Yeah, it's something more. You have to have a little bit more knowledge than how to unlock the case and, you know, pull something out to show a customer. You actually have to have some expertise. Yes, exactly. And you know, at being a consumer on that uh, that side, it's it's baffling the array of choices. Mm-hmm. I you don't know what I'm getting. I don't want jewelry. My wife wants jewelry, so I don't have any interest in it. It's it's difficult to now, know. Now what here's to buy. what I'm curious about. Uh, you, you know, sure. this is a mom and pop jewelry shop, basically. And Actually, it's two brothers technically, but okay. yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Two, it's family owned uh, jewelry shop, and you're saying uh-huh. that sales were significantly up. Foot traffic was up today. Obviously, yes. most most uh, small businesses like this don't really have the budget to put a circular into the newspaper and really promote uh, via sort of that that uh, big retail method to get people through the door. What were some of the methods you guys utilized to you know spread the word about the sale and and make it work? Direct mailing to our clients that voluntarily give us their um, address to send them such promotions. Thank yous and things like that. That's a good thing. Um, we send we send out promotions specifically designed, you know, for like clients who like a certain line of jewelry. We send out little birthday cards and anniversary, you know, birthday and anniversary cards every year mm-hmm. to our clients. We send them thank you notes. We have like warranties to get stuff clean and checked. But basically, we do a lot of direct mail to our clients, target, you know, in letting them know that hey, you know, this stuff. We're doing a great deal on. Yeah, so, so, I think that's a great thing for us. So there was and, and something also, that went out prior to uh, today, then about yes. Black Friday. Yes. Gotcha. What that was... and our full, you know, because we are full service and full warranty, that gets spread around to people, you know, from word of mouth. Right now, that's. Uh, I mean, what does that mean? A full warranty on a, a piece of jewelry. What's that? What's that translate to? It, our store policy is: if you buy a piece of jewelry from us, with exception of a few very fragile stones. You bring it in, get it cleaned and checked every three months. If you have a maintenance problem or you lose a stone, we replace it. Wow. Wait a minute. Now, hold on. For, it's yeah. not like anybody can go and actually shop at your store, so I don't want this to sound like an infomercial. I just don't know how the business works. This is, I'm just asking questions about the business here. A lot. Every small – every I've only worked for freestanding independents for the last 12 years, and everyone I've worked for has the same policy. So you can come in and get the jewelry cleaned for free? That's included? If you bought – oh, yeah. We, we'll clean your jewelry if you didn't get it from us. Well, they want you walking in the door, Ian. I mean, right. yeah, absolutely, they'll clean it for you. Interesting. Now, what's this about re- 
replacing gems that uh, people have uh, of let's, their let's own see. fault lost? Well, I mean, if it's gone down a garbage disposal or gotten run over or you've completely bent it out of rim, that's kind of unusual circumstances. But let's say you've got a wedding band that has a little row of diamonds coming across it, mm-hmm. and you've been wearing it for a year, and we've seen you every three months to clean it and check it, and the, the ring has no obvious you know, abuse to it, mm-hmm. and you've lost the stone, we just replace it for you. Mm. That's pretty uh, a pretty nice policy. Uh, and I have a, a jewelry question before I let you go. I uh, purchased a titanium wedding band, um, and uh-huh. the I just thought it looked neat. It was black. I like black. It goes with everything. <laughs> um, You're not wearing it right now, Mark. I, I don't know where I put it, but I'm always taking it off because I fiddle with it. It's a okay. little, little too big for me. Anyway, the uh, the person to- at the store told me, which was a chain store, because that was the only one that had the color that I wanted, um, told me that uh, if if for whatever reason I mashed my finger while working, that the firefighters couldn't cut off the titanium ring like they can a gold or silver band. Is that so? No, they they can't. They would actually have to cut your finger to reduce the swelling to get the ring off. Mm, yikes. Going to miss it. There you go. Kate, thanks for the expertise. Appreciate you checking in tonight. Oh, you're welcome. You guys have a great evening. You too. Thanks. 800-259-9231. See, that's what I'm looking for. A little, little inside the uh, the system, inside the retail uh, network, uh, inside the store, behind the counter details. I like to know how, how business Kate, works. You hear how good Kate sounded on the air? Well, it's because she's talking about something that she's intimately aware of. Like, yeah. she's, she's involved. She's an in, expert. Yeah, she is. So uh, so it could be from that side or your side if you are out and about today experiencing Black Friday. Maybe you were one of these people that were out protesting Black Friday. They're calling it Buy Nothing Day, and uh, it's apparently brought to you by, let's see here, Ad Busters, one of these anti-consumerist organizations. The AP reports that Buy Nothing Day is getting a Jesus jolt. Performance artist Bill Talon assumes the persona of Reverend Billy, often accompanied by a gospel choir to use the histrionics and cadences of a televangelist in an anti-consumerism effort to convert people to his Church of Stop Shopping. Hmm. And for this year's Black Friday shopping frenzy, Talon is upping his profile with a colorful campaign promoting a new documentary film about his efforts called What Would Jesus Buy? It will feature elves on strike at the Grove Outdoor Mall in Los Angeles and four horsemen of the Shopocalypse riding down <laughs> Madison Avenue in New York. We'll find out more about all this here in moments and take your thoughts toll free. 800-259-9231. What do these people have against shopping exactly? Perhaps we'll find out. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are for free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go and amp up. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Get on board for as little as 3 bucks a month. That's all it takes to help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations and spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. Plus, you get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in line, the chat room and forum only open to amplifiers. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com, so get on board and learn more about it. amp.freetalklive.com. We're talking about the sort of anti-Black Friday holiday. I mean, Black Friday is not a holiday. It's just sort of a day that... 
People get excited and they go out and they buy stuff. A lot of people get really excited and they go and they stand in lines at 2 in the morning and they you know, get let in the doors at a JCPenney or a Walmart or something at 5 a.m. and they rush to the through the aisles, grab stuff, throw it in their shopping cart, and they go out and, and purchase it. And I think some people find that fun. Uh, but some people apparently find it offensive. The anti-consumerists are who they are, and they've created Buy Nothing Day, according to the Associated Press... Reverend Billy, who I believe we've actually talked about before on this show. I think he was involved in, uh, like, the police were harassing him in New York City, I think, a few months ago. Anyway, Reverend Billy apparently uh, has a new documentary film about his efforts to try to get people to stop buying things in his Church of Stop Shopping uh, called What Would Jesus Buy? The apparently film is being produced by Morgan Spurlock, who's known for placing himself in uncomfortable situations in 2004. Super Size Me and his 30 Days TV series isn't going with the immersion technique for this project. He says, I've unplugged, man. I've started to walk away from this idea of getting credit card after credit card to get people more gifts. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. That's a sensible thing. Well, why are you calling it Buy Nothing Day if that's all you're trying to tell people? Maybe you need to get better at communicating things. He says people on both sides of the fence can agree on one thing, and that's the holidays gotten out of control. He says the campaign and film should appeal to conservative Christians as well as those on the political left. He says we've been convinced that the way you show your love for someone is by what you buy them, by what the price tag is, and by what's represented on the receipt. And that's the wrong message to send out. He added, I would agree. A review of what would Jesus buy in Christianity Today questioned whether Talon's act, poking fun at both religion and consumerism, has gone too far. Saying, yes, it's condescending, yes, it cheapens Christianity, but the whole argument of the film is that our commodity culture has already cheapened Christianity. Buy Nothing Day was conceived by artist Ted Dave of Vancouver, British Columbia in 1992 and since then has been championed by Adbusters magazine. According to Adbusters, it started off as a bit of a joke. Environmentalists are really the core base of this movement. Mm -hmm. But after that, there were religious people that came on board. Cooper calls the day an open-source event for all types of performance artists and activists. Any effort that generates thought about shopping and consumption is encouraged. Last year, one group wandered into stores wearing shirts that advertised 50% off everything in the store. Cooper said there are a lot of people that don't like this weird tradition of hectic shopping and frenzied and angry crowds on the day after Thanksgiving. So, from that perspective, it sounds like what they're saying is reasonable. It sounds like they're saying, hey, folks, just take a moment, chill out. You know, do you really need to be putting all this stuff on a credit right. card? You know, to, to say that, you know, that there's, a, there's a middle point here that makes some sense. Now, maybe they're going a little crazy and trying to pull people towards the middle point, you know, in the same way that to some extent your, uh, your and my stance could pull the government towards a smaller uh, port. Right, I see what you're saying in that there's uh, there's two sides. There's the extreme, by, like, charge up everything right. on the credit I've gotta cards. I've got to buy a whole bunch of crap for Christmas to show everybody I love them, and because Christmas is exciting, and, and yay, Christmas. Right, that's dangerous, that's unhealthy, but I also think that the idea of, uh, you know, consuming things is bad, buying things is bad, right. you know, wipe the names off of the products that you buy, that Don't sort of... Don't buy a refrigerator to keep your food, uh, you know, fresh, and uh, keep your family from dying of food poisoning, right. because at some point you'll have to throw away that uh, refrigerator and it'll it'll put mercury and stuff into the land nuts so you're saying there's a middle point between there's a those middle two. point that says you know uh, put away 10 or 15 percent of your income in savings uh, put it away before you ever touch it 
And then, you know, you can spend the rest of that on the things you want to spend it on. Spend it on your family. Buy your kids some toys for Christmas. To have it, you know, go crazy with that. But save some money, too. Yeah, I think that the... Don't, the, buy, th- don't buy stuff you just don't need. You know, think right. about purchases. Be a good consumer, right? Right. Uh, but that's not really... I mean, Buy Nothing Day, the people that are behind it, I don't think they're very effective at communicating that. I don't they, think that's what they want. They they want to communicate that first, and then they want to communi- communicate something more, which is buying and supporting the multinational corporations is uh, you know evil. I think you're right about that. In fact, in another story at uh, ViewWeekly.com, uh, they're talking about some of the demonstrations they're going to be doing. They they, the other article mentioned that last year uh, people walked around a store with 50% off shirts, mm-hmm. wearing so you know in order to I guess confuse people and confuse upset store people, management. confuse the uh, stores. You know somehow they're not going to be able to uh, you know uh, do their jobs or something. I guess this article claims it might be the most well-known holiday on the activist calendar across North America. Today and around the world uh, tomorrow, thousands of activists will take part in mass Santa meditations, credit card cut-ups, zombie walks through malls, and conga lines of non-shoppers with empty carts in the aisles of Walmart. It's all part of Buy Nothing Day, the annual celebration of anti-consumption that asks consumers to spend an entire 24 hours without reaching for their wallet, which from its humble beginnings in 1992 has spread to over 65 countries. Uh, I think this article. I don't know if it goes into talking about what some of these things are, but essentially what they what they uh, they're talking about are different things that these activists can do, like get a group of nine people and get them all with shopping carts in the Walmart, sort of trailing around the store and never actually putting anything in the carts. I guess the just to clog things up, just to clog things up to generate some attention. But you know, again, what is are you just trying to have fun? Is that what that's all about? It's kind of weird. Well, like people aren't going to people aren't going to look at that and understand what it is that you're doing. No, all you're going to do is frustrate people and upset them and turn them away from your cause. Right. When you create, um, when the, the person has a negative um, emotions and then they find out about your cause, that's bad. That's a very sure. bad situation. And they're they're in the store looking for something to purchase. I mean, they're there to buy something. You're there to protest. Right. And you're and there to, to frustrate their buying attempts. Right. And like, then if they ask you, hey, well, you know, because some people will ask. Most people will just ignore or think they're weird. But some people will take the time to, to ask and say, what are you guys doing? And then you'll say, oh, we're here promoting Buy Nothing Day. You know, we, don't, we think consumerism is bad. And then that person's just going to turn away thinking, what? What's all that about? They're not going to understand. You're not going to have the ability to explain that. If you're lucky, um, that's what they'll do. But likely, they'll say, oh, these anti-consumerists are a bunch of awful people, just like when the PETA people throw dead cats at people and stuff and weird, yeah. weird things like that. Dress up like a, you know, dress up like a uh, an animal and then protest kids getting milk at lunch. You know, that doesn't that does not engender uh, good feelings in people and and they don't understand they don't understand what it is that you're trying to get across you're not uh, getting it in a positive way and you're not going to get anybody on your side doing that crap one of the organizers of the event says he thinks there's a great deal of stigma surrounding buy nothing day with the average consumer i don't think the average consumer even knows about your buy nothing day he says they think hey there's a couple of a bunch of hippies out there trying to get us to stop buying everything because they want to crash the system or something so we're trying to move away from that stigma rather than moving away from the holiday of buy nothing day itself so i mean that's good that they're trying to refine their message it's clear they're aware that they're 
pretty much completely ineffective. He says that widespread mainstream knowledge of the day makes it ideal opportunity to raise questions about our excessive consumption with shoppers, which is what his group is aiming to do, even if people keep on buying. And again, that's that sort of conflict that where, you know, if someone asks you what you're doing and you say, hey, I'm here to to try to encourage you to stop buying things today, that's just... It's just flying in the face of their purpose there. And right. there's no doubt that the, that there's there's something unhealthy about buying too much, buying beyond your means, charging up credit cards, but throwing it in somebody's face in the moment that they're out doing that, I don't think is going to get you anywhere. I think it's going to get you farther away from your goal. I think yeah. that the best way to do it is present your case on YouTube or online and blog posts or... or uh, you know, save up some money and and do some ads on TV or radio or something like that, and explain to people quickly and concisely in in a manner that they can understand in a positive way what it is you're trying to communicate. Getting out there and frustrating their attempts to buy things on the busiest shopping day of the year, not such a good idea. And you know, it's no surprise that they come off as a as a bunch of hippies because well. They probably are. I as don't know they, if they're a bunch of hippies. As they but said, it's, a, it's the environmentalists that make up this Buy Nothing Day movement for the most part. And he says at the very end, we want to promote ethical consumption and local consumption. So there's that, you know, that right. nonsense about Social buying justice locally. and all that crap. Yeah. For, every person that they, um, for every person that they convert to their side on their Buy Nothing Day, they probably... Uh, Piss off five. five fi- Fifty. And those 50 people, uh, of those 50 people, probably 10 of them say, I'm going to buy, buy some more, more just because yeah. of these jerks. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Hour number three is coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. Girls Gone Wild founder being abused? Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us as we launch here into hour number three. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com, 800-259-9231. We've been focused oh, for the last hour or so on uh, Black Friday and all things related to it, including the sort of anti-Black Friday uh, little protesty holiday thing that the, I guess, the, the environmentalists have come up with called uh, Buy Nothing Day. Which they are they're trying to cover as though it's just a friendly little message. Oh, it's just we're just trying to encourage people to think before they buy and not to charge things on their credit cards and you know, if that's all they're talking about, then I agree with that part. People should be very conscious of the purchases they make. They should, you know, caveat emptor, buyer beware, do some research, make sure you're getting the deal you think you're getting. Don't don't buy anything that you can't pay for today. Absolutely, the, don't the, charge these it. Consumer goods. Um, I mean, if you're talking about food for your family, maybe you could. Maybe you're looking at credit cards. If you're looking at uh, some health care you need, absolutely need to sustain, uh, you know, health. Yeah. Maybe you're looking at credit cards, but when you're talking about buying plastic crap that uh, you know people are going to play with and have fun, no. And that doesn't mean go buy the plastic crap that, so that people can play with and have fun or electronic goods or whatever, and then go buy the food with a credit card. 
No, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean buy the one in cash and then buy the other on the credit card. So if that's all they're saying, then that would be fine. But there's more to their message. As you suggested last hour, Mark, there's sort of that's maybe the top layer to the message. But as you dig down, you start you start exploring this world of the anti-consumerist culture. It just goes it just spins out of control into, you know, complete insanity. And I was looking during the news break at some more articles about this uh, this movie, What Would Jesus Buy? And, you know, this is like this the new anti-consumerist movie. Uh, apparently they talk about the, the guy who's behind the film was, was just extolling the virtues of government uh, being involved in stopping Walmart from coming to communities. They were mm. talking about how wonderful it was that government in one California town, for instance, took by eminent domain, the land that Walmart was going to utilize to purchase or to uh, to build a new store on. So Walmart had plans in the works to build a new store. The city said, nope, that's all right. We'll be taking that piece of property. And they used eminent domain to snatch the property out from under them. And, of mm. course, that was being hailed as, oh, this is wonderful. They're putting a stop to Walmart. Walmart is evil. Right. Blah, you know, blah, and, blah. and they hail this as a populist effort as though the but it's not a populist effort. It's a it's an effort by a bunch of radicals on one side mm-hmm. which is it is fine that if a group of people can get some things done but when you're talking about using force against Walmart, um, an organization in order to get what you want no you're not doing the right thing really what's populist is Walmart Walmart's very populist it wouldn't make any it, it, it wouldn't make any sense to open Walmart and uh, have the low margins that they have if a whole bunch of people didn't shop there, yeah, a whole bunch of people, more people than are ever involved in keeping Walmart out of community, community shop in a Walmart. We always love uh, going to Walmart and seeing the, you know, just any old day, the parking lot's packed. And uh, Julia, my girlfriend, frequently makes comments like, boy, it sure is, sure is a good thing that no one shops at Walmart. I mean, everybody shops at Walmart. Of course it's in demand. So please, stop using your government rules and diktats to prevent people from doing business in the way they want uh, to do things. And again, I was just scanning through this article, just sort of getting a feel for the attitude of these people. Uh, they uh, you know, apparently were trying to bring people's attention to the way the products are manufactured. Because that's the other side of this. There's the, the whole buying things. Right. You shouldn't buy things. Buying things is bad. There's something bad about that. And then there's, oh, and don't forget, if you buy things from the wrong countries, then you're supporting slave labor or sweatshops. Well, they, they use the terminology slave labor, and it's not slave labor. That's a damn lie. These people, largely, there are some slaves in the world, but usually they're in uh, Eastern uh, There's Eastern some prison Africa. labor. That's out there. But There's prison labor in the United States. That's true. Okay? Um, you know, I'm sorry, but a lot of the lawn furniture that you, uh, that you buy was made by prisoners in the United States. They... They're good labor. I mean, the prisoners choose to want to work there. In a lot of cases, um, they, they never, never force anybody to go to work. That's a minority of, of manufacturing firms, anyway. Absolutely, I'm just pointing true. out that it exists. Uh, it does. Okay. Now let's go on. Most people um, that make most products at Walmart not slave labor. Now, probably people in financial conditions you would not rather be in. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to make their financial condition any better by stopping Walmart or stopping people from buying those products. Right. Then you're just going to impoverish them. They're going to go back to the farm. Yeah, let's imagine for a second um, you live in abject poverty in a mud house. These people can't imagine that, Mark. In China. Well, shut up for a second. Let, okay. let them shut up for a second. Um, I'm try. Not, I don't mean you. We'll let them try to. I don't mean you. I mean the people that would be yeah. imagining. Imagine you live in a mud hut in the middle of China. You have almost nothing 
almost nothing for income. Mm-hmm. You manage to grow a little bit of uh, you know food on your land to, pay, to uh, feed your family. Breaking your back to do it. And uh, you know your children work in the fields that you have, the the field that you have, the small mm-hmm. area that you have to grow stuff on, and then uh, the little bit that you have left over, you sell for some other things so that you can feed your family, and then up pops up up pops a factory, or perhaps you decide I'm going to go to a different province uh, far away and I'm going to work so that I can earn two or three times as much as I would be able to make selling these products. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave this uh, land in, uh, you know, in the care of my wife and uh, my brother who lives next door and, and, and my kids. They're going you know, to handle the farm. I'm going to go make some money. Okay, are they slave labor? No. They're in a, a person that's doing the very best they can in order to make some money, and they've been given an opportunity. They're moving up. Now, let's say for a second, let's take it even farther. Let's say the factory's a little closer. You have the opportunity... Um, this is a different factory. It suddenly popped up. It's closer. Mm-hmm. Now you have the opportunity to either put your kids to work in the fields where they're going to be put to work because they're not going to grammar school in a big, giant brick building like your kids are going. Yeah. Because there isn't one. They're not going to a high school because there isn't one. For one thing, most of the crap you learn in high school is largely useless in a third world country anyway. I mean, them knowing what an isosceles uh, triangle is, absolutely useless. Right. But what is useful is a little bit of money so that they can eat. Now, suppose you say, well, I've got my 10-year-old son. He can go work in this factory, and he can make a little bit more money so that we can move up out of this. We can actually buy a goat. A goat. Not a car. Not, you know, consumer items, but a a goat Mm -hmm. so that they can have some milk, so they can get some protein. And so they send their son to work in the factory. He would have been working on the farm. Don't tell me that farm work isn't dangerous. Now he goes to work in the factory. Are the conditions there OSHA approved? They probably are not. But they weren't in this country either. This is, it's completely unfair for us as an economic giant to tell another country how they have to run their factories and things. These, because it costs more to run a factory in a particular, you know, a particularly safe fashion. It costs more to have them entirely safe and have people, uh, you know, only working 40 hour weeks and all these other things that we come to expect in this country. Mm-hmm. It costs more. So, by stopping consuming these items from China, what do we do? We send these people back to the Stone Age so that they're digging furrows in their land with, with uh, you know, sticks and a, and, a, and a piece of rock that they're, um, you know, making these furrows with and pulling it behind a cow. A cow if they're lucky. Yeah, Likely right. they're pulling it behind their wife or husband. Man. And this is what this is what you're doing to people when you're saying don't buy stuff that it was made with, um, you know, slave labor from China. This is the thing you're doing to people, and it's sick, it's mean, and it's disgusting. Stop it. Man, you hit it on the head. Absolutely, there. this is the kind of childish nonsense that these lefties are into, and it, it, it's so sick. Think about what you're doing. They Get don't. They don't even. They don't even stop to think. You know, one of their preachers comes along, and they're not really preachers. They don't wear a collar. They're just. You know, they they've seen something on the internet, and and then somebody had some patchouli on, and they right. would bang on a bongo <laughs> drum or whatever. And these idiots believe it. Stop and use some critical analysis, you dolts. Right. They I get mean, so economics upset. runs this world. Yeah, they don't understand it. They can't see it from an alternative perspective. You know, the fact is, if you're making 20 cents an hour at a factory putting shirts together, that's better than the 5 cents an hour you might have been making harvesting milk from goats in a, on a farm. You if know? you're lucky, these people don't even have goats. Right. I mean, what they're, what they're doing is they're, you know, they're, it's rice. That's rice. Go to the store and see what rice costs. And that's right. here in the United States. It costs nothing. They make nothing. 
growing rice. Comparatively to us, 20 cents seems like nothing because we're used to making seven twenty dollars an hour here in America. But 20 cents an hour in their economy is something. It pays the bills. It puts food on the table. There's a reason why they're accepting the jobs. They're a step up. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The bulletin board system's there. Got a lot of stuff to talk about on there. 300,000 posts. Lots of people interacting, serious issues, and fun stuff. You'll find it all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Wow, and amaze your techie friends with a new Zero Blaster. It shoots smoke rings 12 feet. They're a perfect gift for anyone who likes neat stuff. Get your Zero Blaster at zerotoys.com. That's zerotoys.com. You won't get that at Walmart. Zero Blaster, ZeroToys.com. There you go, 800-259-9231. We go to the phones and your calls. Vince in Indianapolis, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Vince. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Good What's sir? on your mind, sir? Listen, I was reading this article in the Indianapolis Star here. It says, some sex offenders' limits were holding, and it talks about the Georgia State Supreme Court on Wednesday. He declared the unconstitutional state laws restricting where they may live. It says here about... 10,000 registered sex offenders are forbidden to live within 1,000 feet of a school, playground, house of worship, school bus stops, or other places where children may assemble. Wow, so wait, you're telling me Georgia's uh, state uh, Supreme Court has declared that law unconstitutional? Unconstitutional because according to the the article here, the case is that Anthony Mann, who in the 202 played no contest in North Carolina to indecent liberties with a child and he was he was on the state uh, sex offenders registry but not as a predator he later married his wife bought a home in Hampton, georgia and then i guess you know maybe a year later or so uh child care facility moved with him one thousand feet was property like. <laughs> so then so he had to, so then he had to move so he's the guy that took the uh the case to court and that's yeah. that is incredibly good news. I hope that that uh, I mean because because different state supreme courts can still be cited as precedent in other states. So I hope that other uh, other people who are trying to turn their life around and just move on will also challenge uh, similar laws in other states and get these laws abolished because it's a, it's an absolute outrage. The idea that you get convicted for a crime, you go to jail, you do whatever time has been you know assigned to you, and then when you get out, all of a sudden you you aren't a free person anymore. You can't even choose where you want to live if it falls within one of these restricted zones. It's it's absolutely outrageous. Vince, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate hearing from you, and thanks for the story. Some states have done bus stops, too. Can you imagine a 1,000 feet of schools, churches, uh, you know, daycare facilities, bus stops? I mean, it pretty much, when you start drawing circles, it leaves nothing but... If if it leaves an area, it leaves tiny, tiny little yeah. areas. And what will the politicians do when they see these areas and find out somebody moved there? They'll put another bus stop in. Well, right. We found out that uh, essentially what that was doing was drawing all of the sex offenders to the same place. Right. Sex offender enclaves. Right. And then, you know, it's not like uh, there's plenty of people. I know one. I, I've met one person, two actually, personally, that, uh, you know, they they got sex charges for whatever reason. One guy had sex with a girl that was uh, like 16 or Statutory 15 or rate. something like that. Mm-hmm. And the other guy, uh, you know, got a bunch of charges, and among them was uh, having uh, child porn on his computer, which, you know, he had this. 
back back in the day, you used to download all kinds of uh, different stuff all at once. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wasn't the same as going and viewing it online. You had to downline, download the GIFs because the computers weren't big enough to be able to, you know, the connections, the modems weren't big okay. enough to be able to view, view these things. And so what he had was, you know, the cops claimed, that girl looks under 18. This is child porn. Bam. Right. He's they have no proof. Her. He had no idea that... Um, and he didn't want to take it to trial because if he took it to trial, he couldn't take just one charge to trial. He had to take them all. Oh, boy. So he couldn't you know, plead. You know, they gave him a, um, a package deal. So he didn't know what he, that he was going to be on one of these sex offender registries. They didn't even have those back then. These sex offender charges. And now he has two kids. And what about those two kids? Now they have to live in a sex offender enclave. Yeah, right. That's not good news. This, these sex offender laws, laws are ruining people's lives who made a mistake, maybe. Right. Or Do you want to make it hard for an ex-convict to, uh, to, to, to make good in his life? Is that what you want? Do you want to make it difficult for somebody who uh, you know, made a mistake to get back into the um, straight and narrow? Because you know what happens if they don't go in the straight and narrow? They come out and they hurt somebody. And the people that pass these laws are responsible for the fact that they hurt people. Good on the Georgia Supreme Court. Good decision on that particular on their part on this one. Let's continue with the calls. Frank in Oregon, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frank. Uh, hey guys, have you guys heard of this uh, Operation uh, Live Free or Die campaign that um, the Google engineer, I believe his name was VJ, started? Yeah, VJ's been on our show. As a matter of fact, our and he's no longer a Google engineer. Our interview <laughs> of him is uh, posted at guests.freetalklive.com, and yes, he has quit his job. He's apparently going to be heading out to New Hampshire uh, here in a matter of days to work full time on the Ron Paul campaign, and his website is seattleliberty.com. And that's where people can learn more about Operation Live Free or Die, which is essentially a goal. Uh, he has a goal of bringing a thousand activists and move them to New Hampshire for a, a temporary period, uh, so they can so they can work for the Ron Paul campaign. And I think it's a brilliant idea. How do you feel about it? Well, uh, I'm going to have some time uh, coming up real soon, and I'm thinking about doing the same thing. But um, I don't have a lot of resources, so I'm wondering. I mean, you think I should start with maybe NH Free, post some messages, see if you know somebody can maybe put me up for. Yeah, that's exactly where you go. Definitely. You should definitely do that. Uh, Go to nhfree.com, go to the forums there, and post there. You're going to find, I'm sure, a group of friendly people or a handful of people that are willing to uh, to do exactly that. Yeah, I mean, I'm from the Northwest, so it's a cross-country thing for me. So I I can afford probably the flight, but, you know, definitely not rent or anything like that. For, yep. you know, As I understand it, uh, VJ has has said something about they're going to have uh, forums coming up soon or some sort of way for people to really easily connect with people in New Hampshire beyond just going to, to the uh, to the NH Free forums. But hope to see you here. It'll be a great excuse to come out to New Hampshire and, and tour around the state and see uh, see what's going on with all the activism here, the, the liberty activism. Pretty exciting stuff. So thank you for the call, Frank. Uh, I hope to, uh, to see you here in New Hampshire soon. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Zim in Quebec, you're on Free Talk Live, Zim. Hey, what's up, guys? What's on your hey, mind? Hey, um, you know, you guys have been arguing about the whole deal with the girl that killed herself on MySpace the last few days. We haven't been arguing. I don't think there's been okay. an argument, but <laughs> what about it? Okay, well, my whole point is my wife made a, a – she brought up a point tonight. You know, you guys were saying that, that, you know, you, you, that you couldn't find a point of, of saying that the woman that, that impersonated the guy had done anything wrong right. legally. Okay, let's hear it. Well, what about her, you know, uh, Bill called in and, and had mentioned that she was committing fraud. And, and there was some discussion on that, but she's an adult that is taking advantage of a child, you know, as a fraud. 
Yeah, but there's no taking advantage. I mean, the child was not out any money. Uh, she didn't lose any property. So there's no taking advantage in that way in that fraud is typically defined. She was certainly um, playing with her emotions. She was manipulating her in that way and, and trying to affect her uh, mentally. But there wasn't any real taking advantage of in any physical form. And the okay. other thing that I'd like, the point that I, um, another point that I'd like to make is uh, what the the officials are proposing um, that somebody who did this in the future, because the officials can't charge her, what they're proposing somebody in the future gets is 90, up to 90 days in jail and up to a $500 fine. This woman is being fined far more by the marketplace than $500. Um, yeah, I agree. It, she's, you know, in, in um, as, as far as losses, you know, in, in the case of jobs and, and uh, doing business in the community and that kind of thing, she's paying a heck of a lot more than $500. And I don't think we need the guns of government in this particular one. No, not at all. Any final thoughts? No, I just uh, I think you guys do a great job. Thanks, Thanks Tim. Tim. Appreciate the call. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind on the way. Everything from immigration to the Girls Gone Wild founder being tortured. We'll find out that's all about. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up what you want toll-free, 800-259-9231, SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. And those include, by the way, the archive. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just go and download it right there on the front page of the website at freetalklive.com. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. We go to the phones to the fun. Vic is on the line in Wisconsin. Vic, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey. Hey. What's on your mind? Um, um, I was kind of concerned about, uh, you know, that we're all talking on the Internet and moving to New Hampshire. Are we kind of lining ourselves up for... The exterminators? For what, sir? For, I mean, they're going to know where we're at, right? Pretty sure they already know where you are. Do you have a like a an address? Do you have mail sent to your house? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. So they pretty much already know where you are. What is your concern exactly? Wouldn't it be better to just like keep our thing kind of secret and like? What thing, sir? What thing? What are you referring to? Well, I mean, there's some big stuff coming down. What are you talking about? Like the government and Rothschild and... <laughs> I don't really even believe that you're really a conspiracy theorist. Like, what do you mean, big stuff? Big stuff, like... Uh, like, what, probably in like the next three months, the ID card and... What ID card? Uh, and the real ID card? The national ID card? 
Yeah. They've backed that off for four years. Yeah, at this 19. Point. No, I think no more than four years. It's uh, out to what, 2015, wasn't it? Or uh, 2013? I thought it was 12, but okay. Um, yeah. Either way, um, they've backed off the real ID. The states have. Uh, Several states have rejected states it. States have said that they're not going to go for it. Now, I'm not saying that there's not. Uh, the government's not growing by leaps and bounds and that. Uh, you know they're they're not using violence against certain right. people they certainly are but i don't think that being, by being ineffective and um we are going to you know ineffective by being all spread out that we're going to have any any success in stopping the government from doing this anyway yeah. they're already doing it right. so we might as well be effective in an area um you know, rather than not be effective. You know, I understand where Vic's coming from. It can be frightening, the idea of going and getting active. I mean, getting active, especially if you're going to be publicly visible, means that more attention will be drawn to you, and certainly you could be targeted uh, by people in government for some sort of retaliation. And uh, Vic, thanks for the call. Uh, certainly Julia, my girlfriend, when she was running for uh, for city council here in Keene, New Hampshire, was she was targeted, absolutely. The attorney general threatened her with up to seven years in prison for promising to give her paychecks away to voters. So there's no doubt that people uh, in the liberty movement are going to have to to fight some fights, and maybe some people are going to go to jail. I mean, we've already seen it happen with uh, some of our civil disobedience act uh, activists, but that's what they were looking for. I mean, they were looking for that sort of thing. Yeah. If you're a behind-the-scenes person just working on a website, your risk is very, very minimal. Uh, if you're somebody standing on the side of the road holding a sign, again, nobody really knows who you are. Not a lot of risk. Right, not a lot of risk there. And if you're really concerned, put a V-mask on, and then no one will know who you are. Uh, you know, there are certainly ways to do activism in an anonymous fashion. Uh, but if you are somebody who's considering coming across the country or moving your life to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, I would think you've already considered things like this and have made the, you know, made the decision based on the understanding that things could get a little bit nasty. I personally don't believe that's very likely because I think that we're stronger when we're together. I think that we're stronger when we uh, when, Absolutely. We, when we make a stand for liberty together instead of separately spread out across the country. Being where you are is what has been going on for the last several decades, and it hasn't gotten us anywhere. Right. Getting together is going to make a difference. If you're worried that they're going to drop some nuclear weapon on New Hampshire roll or going to roll in the tanks, then you just stay right where you are because I have no, I'm not interested in having that brand of paranoia living near me. Thank you very much. You know, and, and when you start, you know, talking about people who have been arrested, uh, Lauren Canario, she's been arrested uh, on multiple occasions at this point, and she's trying to essentially mm-hmm. get arrested, and she said she was counting on it. But the authorities pretty much don't know what to do with her. No, they can't handle it. Because people show up at the jail and protest that she's there. They call the jail and say, let, let free Lauren Canario. She gets the, the prisoners all whipped up. They, they chant, free Lauren Canario. Right. Abs- that doesn't happen with your average no. uh, prisoner. I mean, look, they understand how to how to handle you if you're holed up in your uh, in your bunker with uh, some weapons. They get that. They know what to do. If you're hiding out in your house and being ineffective, they're not worried about you because you're not doing anything. Um, if if you're doing something in New Hampshire and you're doing it in a non-violent fashion, yeah. They haven't figured out what to do about that. Here's the other thing that's They're not whipping out billy clubs and cracking people's skulls. Yes. Here's the other thing that can frustrate them is that a lot of the things going on here in New Hampshire are being done out in the open. There's no secrecy here, at least not with the people that I'm associating with. Mm -hmm. You want to find out what we're doing? Go to nhfree.com. Go to freekeen.com. Get on the forums and, and talk to people. There are posts in there that outline exactly what we're planning on doing. Mm-hmm. 
It, it, they outline the locations, the times, the people that are going to be there. It's all being done publicly. All of these, all of the protests that you hear about, all of the activism that you hear about on this show, none of these things are being planned in secret. That's what they want. They want secrets. They want you to, right. you know, that way they secretly. can infiltrate. Right. They can't infiltrate us now because we don't care. Come right. on in. What Our are meetings they, are public. What are they going to infiltrate us for? Protesting and speaking about peaceful methods? Yeah. Oh my God! It's like infiltrating the Quakers. I understand there are a lot of people out there that feel the way that Vic does. He mm-hmm. can't really necessarily explain his fears, but it involves government and being violent and, and nasty. Shadowy figures. Right. He's not really sure what they're going to do, but they're evil. They're controlled by this evil new world order and, you know, the world Whatever. of the conspiracy <laughs> people. You know, and they're gonna, they'll stop at nothing to put down this freedom movement. And so, therefore, why should we get together and just become targets for these people? We just should stay where we're at, stay under the radar, and hunker down and not do anything for freedom. And Let's if, just stay here and shh, quiet. And if this is the case, if that is in fact what they're willing to do, if they're willing to... Uh, do anything? Yeah, do you know, do stuff, put snipers on buildings and take out the uh, the, the freedom activists. Mm-hmm. Why haven't they shot me yet? Why haven't they shot How about you? Jason Sorens, the founder of the Free State Project? You want to talk about sending not, a message? You know, uh, you know, people that have cracked the uh, the code, like Alex Jones, why haven't, yeah. why haven't they taken out? What about Ron, Ron Paul? Paul? For God's sakes, he's running for president. He's a dangerous man. Look, as long as you're pursuing peaceful means, you don't have anything to worry about, Vic. And, come on, move to, free, move to the Free State Project. We've just assuaged all your fears. There's no point in worrying. Sign up tonight. And, and that's just it. If you're a worrywart, then you aren't the right person for the Free State Project. Because there's no point in worrying. I think worrywarts have the opportunity to overcome their fear. I think they should, but if you're a worrywart, then well, then you know, then you haven't overcome your fears. Because if you're worrying, then you're focusing on you know what you don't want in life, and that's not healthy for you. Right. If if you focus on the things you don't want, what do you think you're going to get? You focusing might. on the things you'll focus the things you focus on are the things that you're going to get. So they say, and I've seen that to be pretty much true in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. There's really no point in worrying. You either believe in freedom and believe in liberty enough to do something about it, and you don't have to. And when I say do something, I don't necessarily mean join the Free State Project and do like we've done and come here to New Hampshire. You can do things where you are. I mean, you can fly under the radar where you are, like Vic, or you can do something where you are. You can start an activism group, a Ron Paul meetup group. You can go and join the libertarian movement or an, an anti-tax group. I'm reasonably group. sure joining the Free State Project is the most effective thing you can do. I agree. Certainly we're advocates for that. But you can still do something where you are. Mm-hmm. If you're a doer, you can't be a worrier. Because you'll drive yourself crazy right. thinking things like Vic is thinking. Oh, they're going to find me. They're gonna, they know where I am. They're going to know. They're going to attack. They're going to roll in the tanks. They're going to blow things up. They're going to hurt us. They're going to. They're going to throw me in jail. Well, maybe they will. And you it's, know, you'll survive jail. By the way, yeah, this is as long as you're ready to uh, to handle jail. You you should have some money set aside. You should own your property. I always I always find it uh, useful to compare revolutions. You know, this being the second American Revolution, comparing it to the first one, we have it so easy. Right. There are no redcoats armed in the streets. Sure, there are some jackbooted thugs out there, but there's it's a completely different situation. Our lives, for the most part, are not on the line. Our freedom is on the line, but our houses probably aren't going to get burned down in the process. And all we really need to do is get together and make a stand for freedom and speak out and help people understand liberty. More on the way Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want, even these remaining moments. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. 
And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. The feature's there. We give them away. And if you want to help out the show, then buy some of our stuff at the Free Talk Live store. Go to store.freetalklive.com. And uh, you can pick up Free Talk Live t-shirts and hats and hoodies. We've got bot- lighter bottle opener combos. Uh, also, the DVD classic archive collector sets. We even have uh, some original designs like the Free Marketeer flag and t-shirt. All that is there at store.freetalklive.com. That's store.freetalklive.com. We've uh, just gotten off the phone a few moments ago with Vic, who was uh, sounded a little frightened, sounded a little scared about moving for liberty and uh, liberty activists all getting together. If you've listened to the show before, you know that Mark and I were both Free State Project members. Free State Project, a movement of liberty-loving activists to one state, state mm-hmm. of New Hampshire. Uh, the idea, The idea basically was that, well, the people in the liberty movement, they've been trying so hard for decades, and they just really haven't gotten anything accomplished. Not significantly. I mean, some people have been brought into the fold, and certainly the the movement's bigger now than it's ever been, but nothing, nothing really tangible, um, yeah. in the sense, quantifiable, I think, is probably the best way to describe it. Nothing really hard and tangible. Yeah. So so the idea was, well, let's concentrate our activism because the, the liberty activists in America just spread too thin. So let's get them together in the same place, uh, so essentially have a, a migration for liberty, not too dissimilar from the way people used to migrate to this country. They used to migrate here to be more free. Well, we're migrating to New Hampshire uh, to be more free and to be active for uh, for liberty. But a lot of people get frightened by that. They, uh, they're they scared of the government, and for good reason. The government is a scary organization of people that, you know, that use violence to get their way. So I understand where it comes from. But there's a certain threat. I think there's a certain threshold, a line in the sand that everyone has. And once you've crossed that line, it doesn't matter anymore. Once you've crossed that line in, in your mind, once the government has pushed you so far or you've seen the government pushing other people and you know, the government has just become so abhorrent in the things that they do that you've just said to yourself, you know what, come what may, I'm getting active, I want my voice to be heard, I'm getting out there and I'm going to do something. And so many people have had that line crossed and they've gone so far as to come here to New Hampshire and, uh, and get active with the Free State Project. And I don't think there's really not necessarily anything for them to be frightened of. There's always that looming possibility of, you know, the government rounding people up, throwing them into detention camps, dropping nuclear weapons. But if that's the stuff you're spending your time thinking about, then you really need to get your head straight and put it in a just completely different location. If you if you want to come to New Hampshire and buy a bunch of land, create a compound, and uh, get a bunch of your friends with the AK-47s and, and, you know, hang out and dare the government to come in and get you, however... You've got some things to worry about because the government, it doesn't matter whether you're in New Hampshire or anywhere else. By the way, I, as far as I'm concerned, you're not particularly welcome to um, you know, be violent in New Hampshire. No, there, there's, uh, there's no interest in having violent people come here at all. We, we want non-violent I do think activists. that guns are okay, but using them you know, to, Defense, yeah, right. you know, using them in a forceful manner is not, not the right thing. To protect yourself is fine. But the government can handle that. They're good at it. Exactly. They don't know how to handle the nonviolent stuff, and so we're going to throw it at them, and uh, we'll see what sticks. We'll see what doesn't work. Uh, again, uh, I'm excited to be here, and I think every other activist that is here is absolutely excited. Yeah, amongst the people that have moved here, I've never once heard any discussion of, oh, no, what if they're, they're going to bomb us, and what if this and that? You know, all these sort of irrational fears that we've heard from some of the callers on this show. The activists that have come here don't have that. They're not carrying that baggage with them at all. So I wanted to make that clear. And also, just sort of an, as an aside about the Free State Project, there's, uh, there's 
the way that a lot of the movers are coming here, the people that are moving to New Hampshire, they're coming here, they're moving in, they're getting settled into their communities, they're you know getting active maybe the vol- as a volunteer with, with doing something, uh, working in a food kitchen or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I got getting, a public ass- I got a public access show, so. getting to know their neighbors and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um, and they're they're very very quiet about the fact that they're Free State Project members. And I have an appreciation for that approach. I understand where they're coming from. They want to to meld into their communities before people find this out about them. So I think it's yeah, I think it's better to be a granite stater than a Free Stater. That I understand. Um, but I think that even the other approach, the approach that we're taking, Mark, because we can't just come in. No, there's and no meld. way we can get, a, you know, just say, oh, free state project. What is that? Right. We do a radio show and everybody knows it. And so we have to be out in the open about what we're doing and we have to be honest mm-hmm. and upfront. And otherwise uh, we're liars. Not to say the other people are being dishonest. I'm sure if asked, they would tell the truth. It's just that, you know, you we're don't going say to be asked. If you don't say something, it's not a lie. Um, so in our case, you know, it's leaving something unsaid. Right. So we're very, very upfront about it, and I think that there hasn't really been any negative fallout from that. We've had some anonymous attacks. Oh, some I cowardly... think that there are people that don't like the idea that we're free staters, and New Englanders, are, I think, are a little more tight-lipped too. But, um, you, but you I've know, seen there's, there's a bunch of people here that like the idea that we're we're here to back them up. And but and... even from the other side, even from the t- the the uh, the opposition, the the government people. There's been some uh, level of open-mindedness. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to. We live here now. <laughs> right. Uh, they're not being... Uh, the, the only attacks that have come, Mark, have come uh, come anonymously. Mm-hmm. The, the Everybody else has been very reasonable and uh, and communicative. And, and I don't know, maybe they don't understand our positions yet, but it seems like some of them want to. For instance, tomorrow morning, I'm going to be on a local show on the, the talk station here mm-hmm. in Keene. I'm going to be co-hosting the show as a guest, essentially guest right. host. And for these two people hours. had these people are government people. They are city council members. They had no right. reason whatever. None. She didn't have to ask me on the no, show. I, mean, I didn't ask to be asked on the show. I just sent her an email thanking her for promoting Free Talk Live because we're on the station here locally now. Right. On she Saturday promoted nights. a show that is you know a locally nationally syndicated show, right, a local so, nationally syndicated show. And, and, and I've called the show a few times just as a caller. I never mention my radio show when I call in. Right. Who would you know that? That'd be uh, and so I just tacky. call in as a caller, and I've you know I've made my points, and they've asked good questions. You know, it hasn't really been as combative as I thought it might end up being. And, and uh, you know, your results may vary uh, depending on the community you, you move into and mm-hmm. who you're dealing with, but at least around here, I've been pleasantly surprised. And the the lady that's going to be interviewing me tomorrow, she, she asks some thoughtful questions. They're questions that you can tell are coming from the perspective of somebody who's never really considered these things before. Like, she's she's a statist, but only because that's the default position in America. Right. You know, she's a, she's a person who makes laws and... Gosh darn it, people that make laws should make laws is the way they see it in a lot of cases. Right. So so my point here is that despite the fact that Free Talk Live has come crashing into town, getting front, you know, front page articles written about us mm-hmm. and anonymous attack blogs and you know, the attorney general threatening Julia and all this other what could be perceived as negative attention, the general, I think, uh, ex- the general um, acceptance has been fairly decent mm-hmm. so far. It has considering the iconoclastic nature of the things that we're doing. I, I don't know what it's like in other towns, but Keene is a nice, 
uh, well, I guess you would call it a little city or big town. And I think it has to do with the way you communicate and the way you approach the issues and, you know, how reasonable you sound. You don't get out of control and that sort of thing. And so we'll see how I do tomorrow morning because I'll have a full two hours to take phone calls from people and uh, and address the issues and explain. I'm sure there'll be – now, you know, talk radio has a has a tendency to be a bit more combative and oh, sure a bit more uh, controversial. And so. the, the crowd that listens to this show are the political – you know, the political junkies. So right. we're definitely going to go at it. But, you know – it's going to be interesting, and so far it's been pretty positive. I just wanted to share that. Let's go to the phones. You can bring up anything. Talk to Anna in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hey, Anna. Hey, I just wanted to um, mention to a lot of the parents out there and just everybody out there, I work in a clothing store, a very large, high-end clothing store, mm-hmm. and um, I work in the receiving department. When I open up those boxes, you can't believe the fumes of the pesticides that are coming out of those boxes are so strong. It just pesticides. Out. And they're all coming from places like China and Sri Lanka and places where there's no regulation for pesticides and so How? on. And now, so why would they forth. be putting pesticides on clothing? So that moths and stuff don't get into them, uh, they, they can store them. Yeah, for... that's what I assume. And, I mean, this stuff is really, I've, you know, I was raised on a ranch, and I've spent... I've also worked at a, in a nursery, and I know the smell of pest, very toxic mm-hmm. pesticides when I when I smell it. And Anna, I believe what you're I saying. It makes perfectly good sense. Everybody, if you when you get your kids all these new clothes for Christmas, wash them. Wash them thoroughly several times. Always a good idea. Not just new clothes. I mean, people presume that because something's brand new that it's clean. It's not. I mean, even if it's like a you know a, a glass that you buy off the shelf, don't put a drink in that. Wash it before you use it. It's, it's, it seems yeah, like just, common sense, you know, but maybe I, it's not. I a lady not too long ago, and her daughter was in the oncology unit in Spokane, and she, um, her daughter was there because she had gotten very sick from the pajamas that she was wearing. She'd even washed them several wow. times, she said, but her... Her daughter became very, very ill from the toxic pesticides that were on the pajamas. Good advice, and, Anna. You know, I don't know what the alternative is. Where, I mean, where can you find organic clothing? It's not very easy to find. Yeah, I can't afford that crap. Uh, you know, I, I got to buy this stuff uh, cheap, and it's just a, that's a reasonable thing to do. Just throw it in the washer, and you should be good to go. Thanks for the suggestion. Thank you for the call. It has been Ian here with you and Mark. Uh, we shall return tomorrow for the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. You can join us online in the meantime, where the conversation continues at freetalklive.com. We'll see you tomorrow night. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.